Welcome back to the Shut the Hell Up and Sell podcast. It has been rapid fire wisdom and I got to tell you guys, a really fun experience for me just to sit down and chop it up with some other sales leaders out there that really um, take pride in what it is that we do and, and, and are also evangelizing the profession, help, help, helping make me feel just, man, just warm and fuzzy all over. Um, so today's guest, I'm really excited to have one because I had the opportunity to, to hop onto her podcast. Um, I think that was earlier this year. And let me tell you something. We were just vibing. Like I'm saying stuff. And she's like, she's like, yep. And then she's saying stuff. And I'm like, yep. And so I know our philosophies are so uh, just in, in such terrific alignment. And so I know this is going to be a fun episode and some great wisdom that's going to be shared. Wesleyan, what's going on? How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm excited to be here with you today. Well, I am very excited to have you. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Because that's one thing I also remember with booking the podcast with you. It was like, you're like three, four months deep. Like you just, you're, you are on that grind and which also inspires me. I love being around folks that practice what they preach, man. Not just out there trying to tell people how to sell, but we're on that grind. You are on that grind and uh, it inspires me. So I appreciate that. Yes, yes, yes. I that's one thing that you know I pride myself with. Like I'm booked for three months. Like <laughs> literally, that's <laughs> that is what you should be as a salesperson. Your calendar should be packed. Yep. So okay, as we get started, I want to just hop in really quick, and if you could just tell the audience what it is you do. I am a sales transformation coach and trainer. So we work with organizations and we have a leadership centric approach to everything, training and development. We believe that if leadership is not invested and involved, then no amount of training, no amount of coaching and consulting is ever going to drive change. Love it. Couldn't agree more. So uh, my next question for you is um, now, now sometimes folks don't want to date themselves, right? And but I want people to date themselves on our podcast because, you know, every year that you've notched on your belt in this game is something that we should be proud of and we should let everyone know. So I want to know when you started in this sales game. Tell me when uh, what year you first started to get a check in sales. What year did I first start to get a check? So I always I think about it because my son was uh, one and a half and he's 14 now. So I would say it's been about 13 years. Yeah, there we go. 13 years. Own it. 13. Yeah. Congratulations mm -hmm. on that. So, um, you know, over your, your 13 year journey, no doubt you've had you've had mentors, right? You've had people out there that have been have been important to your journey and have helped to pass along that wisdom. And I think that's, that's one of the things I love about sales is there's that, that community, right? That community and, and that mentorship and that wisdom that gets passed down. So I would like to ask you to shout out a uh, unsung hero in your journey. I'm talking about someone that made an impact in your career, made an impact in your life that maybe People just don't know, or they just don't get shine. Maybe it was a, something little. Maybe it was something big. But now's your your opportunity to shout them out on this platform. 
Yes, um, a former sales manager of mine, her name is Gina Paraline, and she was like, I call her the OG woman in sales. She was in sales in the 80s. And mm -hmm. so she was such a big proponent and an advocate for equity within the organization, um, not just for women, but for men, for everyone. She believed that everyone should have a fair chance. And she really taught me how to lead. Um, not only was she the most amazing salesperson that I've ever had the honor of being mentored by or with, but she taught me what it meant to be a true leader. She taught me what it meant to advocate for your team, whether your managers like it or not, like this is what is right to do. So I would say that is the person who has made the biggest impact on my career. Well, thank you for sharing that and thank you for shouting her out. And I hope that she is listening. Um, or her, her friends and family are listening and, uh, and, and, and get to know that, you know, about the impact that she made in your life uh, again, because I, I really believe that in order for us to continue to further this industry that I know you and I are industry, but this profession that you and I are so proud of to be a part of, um, it's going to take some mentorship from, from veterans like you, right? Uh, continue to pay it for it like the folks that helped us before. All right. So. Uh, we've knocked out your, your, uh, how long you've been in there. We've knocked out your mentor. Now I want to know what, was, what your first sales job was. Tell me about that really quick. <laughs> so I am a recovering chemist as in, I worked in a lab making plastics and checking why is this plastic not working? So the very first job that I had was actually selling specialty capital equipment back into the chemical industry, petrochemicals. So I literally sold the instruments I used to use in the lab. Nice. And what was that like? Was that as your first entrance into, into sales? It was, I tell people when I got that job, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to be when I grow up. I love this. I get to use my chemist brain and I get to negotiate and I get to talk about numbers and money and I'm selling because I mean, the, the stuff was like $100,000 a piece. So I'm selling like this high ticket stuff. And yeah. I was literally dropped in a territory that had generated um, I think like $50,000 in the previous three years. And within the first 12 months, I did a half a million. I was like, wow. oh, I got this. I love this. Yeah. Yes, it was absolutely phenomenal. Well, what attracted you to sales? Because you, you, weren't, you weren't trained to sell. You, that wasn't Clearly, you didn't go to school thinking I'm going to be a seller. What attracted you to it? I was, when I worked in the lab, I worked in a lab called fail, failure analysis. So what that was is the salespeople would go out into the field and they would bring all these broken things back to us to figure out the why. Are we using the wrong plastic? Is it the wrong temperature? Whatever it is. And so I was always curious. And so I'm like, okay, so what was happening? And I got to a point where I was like, I need more human interaction. So I cast a pretty broad net. Like I was like, okay, supply chain recruiting, sales. And so I had a few different offers, but this sales position, it was just, it was so magnetic. I literally mm -hmm. applied for the job and had three recruiters find me and say, this is a really great fit for you. And I was like, the stars are aligned. This is what I need to be doing. And they were looking for somebody with a technical background with no sales experience. And so it was mm -hmm. like, this is perfect. Yeah. That never happens at all, even today. <laughs> um, so I was like, this is meant to be. Wow. Yeah. So my wife has a similar story a little bit. She's, she's in sales now too, which is kind of weird. She's a technical overlay. She also has a background in 
uh, science and chemistry. She was a chemist for 18 years mm. before making that transition. So it's been uh, it's been fun to watch that uh, and to for those that aren't in cells, uh, just to see that transition to this world and and their understanding of how we operate and how much how different it is and and how much freedom there is, right? Um, which I'm sure you probably saw that in your transition. You're like, oh my god, like you mean I get to dictate my day? It's pretty awesome, right? It is. When I first started working from home, because as a salesperson, I always worked remotely. So I have not worked in the office ever since I've been in sales. And it was so quiet. It was like really creepy. But yeah. now, like, I can't even go work in an office because I get so much more done when I am like able to just focus. And yeah. for me, I think the biggest thing about a career in sales that I tell any and everyone is it can literally change the trajectory of your life because no you work hard, you get compensated for that hard work. You want to put 12 hours in, you want to drive all across your territory, go knock on doors, kiss babies, do whatever you need to do. Your paycheck, your the revenue that you generate, the money that you make is directly reflected off of that. There is no other job out there that will allow you to do that. Yeah, no doubt. It's the closest thing to entrepreneurship you can get out there, folks. All right. So it, at this point, I want to ask you to share a story with us. Um, for those of you that have read the book or have not read the book, um, please read the book. Go get the book. It's there. You're going to love it. And if you don't love it, I, I don't know, man. I, your, heart don't, your heart must pump Kool-Aid because like, <laughs> okay, maybe I'm a little biased. But, but the book is uh, In Shut the Hell Up and Sell. It's really two books, right? And the first part of that book is, is storytelling. And you know, storytelling, I find to be one of the best ways to educate, especially salespeople, because we are ADHD, man, and we are all over the place. So a, a good story helps us to to really... Um, understand the subject matter. And so first part of the book is really sharing stories from my career and to better help people understand my philosophies and why I believe certain in certain ways. And the second part of the book is, is the tactical execution part. So in the, um, in the spirit of the book, Wesleyan, I, I would love it if you could share a story from your career, something that it could be good, bad, anything, it's, but, but it helped to formulate your philosophy and, and, and helped to uh, dictate how you do business to this day? There was a, an instance, a time in my career where it was a Sunday and I had to show up at a trade show. I am very, very protective of my time. And so working on the weekends was kind of like my hard no, right? Um, this was a really important show that I had to attend. So I got all my stuff, uh, went, set up, and I was at the show. We were having like a little cocktail hour, happy hour, whatnot. I was at a table with a group of men. And I looked around and I was like, okay, there's no women here. Not not unusual. Again, I'm in chemical sales. This is, this is normal, right? Um, so there was a professor from a prominent university at the table. And so he's telling a story. We're all into the story. He gets to a point in his story and he looks directly at me and he said, yeah, back in those days, you would not have been allowed on campus. And I don't know if it's because you're black wow. or if it's because you're a woman. And the reaction that you have right there, that's literally the, the reaction that I had. I was like, okay. So I took a few, <clears throat> a few moments and I was like, okay, I, I, you know, nice to meet everyone. And I left. 
And I literally cried all the way home. I was like, I am the number one salesperson. I graduated the top of my class. I'm doing amazing in my career. Like, and I am still like a person can still look at me and just minimize me to just that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the next day I went back to the conference, even though I was like, I don't want to go back. I'm so done with this. And I did what I tell people now. I took my power back. So I went up to that professor, I confronted him and I said, so you were telling a story yesterday and at a point in the story, you made a reference to me. And I said, you should be ashamed of yourself. You have students in your classes that look just like me. And by you saying that, that means you're not giving them an equal opportunity to learn, to show up, to really be at the top of their game. And so you should be ashamed of what you said and those thoughts that you had. And, and he couldn't even respond. He was like fumbling and bumbling. He's like, oh, the. and later that week, I got a call from a hiring manager from a CEO that was at the table and watched how I handled myself. And I got a job literally from that experience. Wow. What a powerful experience. So, so tell me, what did that teach you? In terms of like, how did clear, clearly that it was a transformative experience, right? But like, what did that teach you that you're that it kind of again has formed a philosophy or a way of operating that that you maintain to this day? So one thing that it taught me is that no matter what you do, no matter how much money you make, no matter how many accolades that you get within your company or externally, people that have biases, they just have biases. You, Everybody's not going to love you. Everybody's not going to like you. And that's okay. It mm-hmm. also taught me the importance of speaking up for myself, the importance yeah. of not just rolling over and taking it. And until that point, uh, most of my clients, again, I mean, I was in a very technical area. I was selling like capital equipment and specialty chemicals. And, you know, most of my clients looked like this professor. And so up to that point, I would shrink a little bit sometimes when I would be in a room and I'd be the only person there that looked like me. I would shrink mm-hmm. a little bit and my confidence would be diminished a little bit. I was like, well, are they going to accept me? Are they not going to accept me? And that experience showed me that I have to except myself. And I have to show up as this whole person, this big personality that talks a lot, that is very opinionated and be who I am. And if there's something that I don't like that's happening to me, I need to stand up for it. And also Mm -hmm. if I notice something, an injustice on someone else, say something because there were a lot of people at that table and somebody could have been like, Hey dude, like you think that's okay. No one said anything, right? So it's not okay to be a bystander and it's not okay to not stand up for people. Wow, I love that. And you know, something else I pulled out of that is just the value of conflict. Um, And, you know, oftentimes in sales and business, we're like conflict averse, we're we're passive, right? And even with customers, and I've seen that same sort of approach in dealing with customers to be very successful, like go towards the elephant in the room, go towards the conflict. And, and when you look at relationship building in general, like you build your strongest relationships with people where there's that there's been some conflict. You didn't run from it. You went at it. Now, this one, I'm sure you guys aren't, you know, swapping birthday and Christmas cards, <laughs> <laughs> but but you absolutely got benefit out of that experience. Absolutely. Um, anything else you want to share about that? And I would say that it that 
that um, experience really shaped the way that I work with clients and organizations um, because I, I recently had a, a client that we did kind of like a, a end of our term debrief and they said, I really enjoy working with you because you say the things that nobody else will say and you really deliver, you, you tell me what it is. And so literally that unlocked that, that part of me that I was like keeping a little bit quiet, but it has served me well. It has paid my bills and it is what continues to help me today. And so as a woman in sales, as a person of color in sales, I always tell people that it is important to be who you are. Like, don't shy away from that. That thing that people have always said is not good or be quiet, stay in the back, don't do this. That's what's going to make you really good at sales. Like that wow. thing is what's going to get you there. Wow. Let's, uh, if I could put a, if I could take your words and put them on the screen right now and underline them, I would do that right now. Like one thing I don't want to get missed in this is, is you, you said for women and people of color. Um, because, you know, as a woman, as a person of color in sales, you stand out. It is what it is, right? Because you're a minority in that world. And oftentimes those of us that stand out, we want to shrink back. We don't because we already stand out. So we just want to fit in. And what you're saying is embrace that, embrace it, let your personality show. And I would agree with that. Fantastic advice. And thank you for sharing that story. Um, Okay, so here we come to our next part now where we get tactical, we get X's and O's, we get, you know, do this, <laughs> A, B, C, one, two, three. And I know you're excellent at this. So if you could share um, a piece of direction, advice, something that a seller or a sales leader listening to this podcast right now can take from this and start to apply to their business and, and see some success. So I'm going to take the title of the podcast and the book, and I'm going to to change it just a little bit. I'm going to say, oh, no, 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 we don't. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know what? Stick with me. Stick with me. Stick with okay, me. Okay, okay. I'm following. So I'm following. what I'm going to say to sales leaders, business owners, managers is shut the hell up and listen, right? Because so many times as leaders, we think that we need to talk. We need to be the big personality in the room. We need yeah. to be the one that knows all the answers. And you are doing a disservice. This is a term that I've coined. I call this sales malpractice and leadership malpractice. So as a leader, <clears throat> one thing that I want to tell you is you should never, ever, ever be going on a call, a meeting, a anything alone. Always take a salesperson with you and allow them to lead the discussion. Allow them <clears throat> to really show up and show how they have grown, how they can take command of a situation. And your job is to listen and coach them up. So stop trying to do their job for them. Stop trying to be the big personality, the person who gets all the accolades. As a sales leader, you want your people to exceed what you have done. Your people should be shining and you should be diminishing. Love that. Why do you think that's important? It is important because so many times what sales leaders are doing is they're doing the jobs of their team. Mm -hmm. 
They're not mm. developing the people on the team and empowering mm. them to do the work they need to do. And they're mm. only focusing on the top performers, the, the one or two, the top 20%. That's all they're focusing on. And if you don't, and I love to use, you know, um, sports analogies, right? Um, how often do you see the coach of your favorite team taking off their headset, their suit coat and going and running a play? Like how often does that happen? Never. And as a sales manager, that is your job is to be a coach on the sideline, directing the plays, helping everybody on the team yep. do the things that they need to do. And again, if you talk too much, you're not listening and helping them where they are, not trying to coach them all the way up, but focus on where they are one step at a time. It's one little nugget at a time. I think that's terrific advice. This is something that you and I had talked about a little bit before, and, and that is the transition of going from uh, from uh, me to we, right? And and that's something a lot of sellers struggle with because you know the, the path to becoming a sales leader is being a really great salesperson, a really great individual contributor, a really great lone wolf, and then you put it, you get put into a role where it's like, okay, go help other people succeed. And sometimes the only way that a seller knows how to succeed is by them driving the, the business and driving the revenue. But to your point, until they really invest in helping their team grow and making them successful as individuals, they'll never reach their potential. They'll just be working way harder and not getting the results that they want from their team. Fantastic advice. Anything else that you'd like to add to that? I would also like to, to let you know leaders know if the way that you know that you need help or that you're doing it the wrong way is if you're working way too much. I was mm -hmm. talking to a new client recently and he's like, yeah, so I'm in the office, you know, seven to five. And then I have kids. So from five to eight, I'm dad. And then I start working again from eight to 10. And I said, and when do you spend time with your wife? And he just got <laughs> quiet. And he was like, well, and I'm like, and what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? So if you, if your work-life balance is completely flipped upside down and as a sales manager, you're not getting compensated the same way you were as a salesperson. So all yeah. those extra hours you're putting in, they're really just causing you frustration, no more money, just more stress. So mm -hmm. think about what you want your life to look like. How do yes. you want to show up personally as well as professionally? Do you want to be working 70, 80 hours a week, still stressed out and not hitting your quota? The only way that you can change that is by showing up as a true sales leader and sales coach. Mm -hmm. How about this? How about maybe you don't want to be a sales leader? How about that? You know, a lot of times we think that's what we want, but if you if you're you're using this great wisdom that Wesleyan is sharing with us, and you're focusing on your quality of life, you're focusing on what on, you're working from the outcomes and 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 reverse engineering, then you can make a better decision. Because a lot of folks are that are great individual contrib contributors are just aren't they're not up for sales leadership. I don't mean that in a negative way. Like that doesn't mean you're any less of a person. It just doesn't fit who you are, or what you want for yourself and your life. But sometimes you get pushed into that because you're a successful sales leader. So I would say use this wisdom that, that you were, that you were just told here and, and maybe decide if it's the best fit for you and, and push back if it isn't. All right. This has been fantastic. Uh, you know, I can sit and chat with you all day because sometimes it's like talking to myself because you <laughs> <laughs> no. but I love it. 
better a, a better looking version of myself, but myself nonetheless and a female version. But um, okay, if you could share, how can people reach out to you? How can they work with you? How what's the best way for them to contact you? The best way would be via LinkedIn. I'm there just at Wesleyan. I post daily content that is just as direct as what you heard on this podcast. And so connect with me there. Let me know that you heard me on the podcast. Awesome. And of course, we'll have all of Wesleyan's information in the show notes and all that good stuff. But make sure that you reach out to her. She is a dynamic sales leader, great coach, great trainer, and someone you need to absolutely have in your corner Wesleyan, it's been awesome to speak with you again. Um, uh, again, wish you continued success. And to all of our sellers and, and leaders out there, thank you for honoring us with your time today. And remember, shh, say less, sell more. Hey guys, it's Ronnell, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Shut the Hell Up and Sell podcast. If you liked it, please rate us five stars on whichever podcasting platform you're listening to this on. And while you're at it, punch that subscribe button. That way you get notified every time we drop a brand new episode. Hey, I'd also appreciate it if you went to our website, shutthehelluponsell.com and became a member. It's absolutely free and you'll have the opportunity to listen to previous episodes of our podcast, check out some of our free courses, get a copy of the book, and we'll send you sales tips and motivational nuggets from time to time. Lastly, if you'd like to book me for either appearances or speaking engagements, just send an email to my team at team at shutthehelluponsell.com.